Um, this is Talk Breed, a podcast from the House of Bridget community in Dublin. Uh, we are going to introduce ourselves really quick. Uh, I'm Maddie. I'm the, the host, apparently. And um, this is my first year in Dublin. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I went to Notre Dame and um, graduated in May 2019. I studied English and Italian. Um, so do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Certainly. And again, this is our inaugural podcast, so it's an honor to be here, Maddie. Thank you for having us <laughs> Thank on you so the much show. For having us. Um, I wanted to say, this is Catherine Dunn. She's from Modesto, California. Oh, you introduce me now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you introduce me. Tell them what you know about She's me. She's from Modesto, California. <laughs> mm-hmm. Served in the Chalkbreed uh, Wexford community last year. And has now moved up to the Dublin community for her second year. She is experienced with, um, I guess, various forms of Catholic media. And right now has been working on a video for our, our center. An introductory video. Yeah, and working on means thinking about it. Okay. I haven't done anything about it. But thanks, that was pretty good. Thanks about me. This is good. Shane. I'll introduce him. He grew up in rural Canada. <laughs> <laughs> he was homeschooled until you were how old? All true. 19? 19, yeah. And then he, um, All true. he attended um, school in... Alabama. Mm-hmm. Is right. that correct? University mm-hmm. of. That's right. Well, people often <laughs> conflate that with the University of Notre Dame, but um, it, was, it was Alabama, in fact. Yes, yes. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, just a little bit about you. You had, what, mm-hmm. 10 siblings growing up? Yep. Yeah. Grew up on a farm, lots of chickens, That's right. Eggs, right. They bowl. don't call me Shane the Rooster Jenkins for no reason. <laughs> yeah. That's his nickname. <laughs> so I took care of so many chickens. Yeah. That's a little bit about Shane. All right. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Thanks yeah, to our host, Maddie, also, who we made the host about two minutes before this podcast <laughs> began. Correct. <laughs> Maddie, what do we have on the agenda today? All right. So we're going to talk about who we are and what the House of Bridget is. Uh, mostly why Talk Breed is a funny title. I think that'll take up most of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then Catherine's going to talk a little bit about St. Bridget, um, and the, like, the legend, well, not legend, but the story, her life story. Right, the saga. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about what House of Bridget Dublin is, um, and what we do here. We'll talk a little bit about the Wexford community, too, because there is another house in Wexford. Um, and, yeah, then we'll have announcements and some, some fun stuff, but it'll mostly just be us chatting. Mm. Um, so Maddie, why is Talk Breed a funny title? <laughs> okay, so as some people might know, um, House of Bridget, its Irish name is Chalk Breed, which is spelled T-E-A-C-H, and that's Irish for house, correct? But why is it a funny title? Because it... <laughs> Chalk sounds like talk. Because Chalk sounds like talk. Yeah. Chalk talk. I like it. Yeah. yeah, chalk breed, talk breed. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yes, yeah. We thought about doing chalk talk, but I we settled no, no, no. on talk so, breed. Shout out to whoever thought of that. It was funny, but didn't make the cut. <laughs> it didn't make the cut. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Um, I like talk breed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what does breed mean? Breed means Bridget. Oh, cool. It's it's spelled like bride, but it's pronounced breed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chalk breed. I knew that. I was just uh, asking for clarity's sake. <laughs> Right. Okay, so what is House of Bridget? On all of our social media, you will find an intentional lay community that serves the Irish Catholic Church in parishes in Wexford and in Dublin. And I'm new to this program, so Shane and Catherine can talk a little bit more about what the program does. Um, in effect, Catherine was in Wexford last year, and Shane was in Dublin last year. 
That's so, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the origins of the community, seeing that this is now our 11th year, would date back to uh, around 12 years ago when Steve, the former folk choir director of Notre Dame, would travel to Ireland with his choir. And they would frequently go to this parish down in uh, Wexford Town called Clundara, and they would often sing there and eventually grew to have a nice relationship with the uh, the pastor there, Father Dennis. Um, but when they returned to our, or to the States, many of his choir members expressed that they wanted to do a service program similar to ACE or JVC after their college years, but wanted to use the skills that they had, which happened to be more music-focused. So they had this idea that, well, what if we did a program like ACE or JVC, but it was in Ireland and it served these communities they've had uh, a multi-year, even sometimes decade-long relationship with. Um, and so the first house was consisted of three people who worked in the Clundara Parish, or sorry, Clunard, Clunard Parish, yeah, yeah. sorry, Clundara House, got them mixed up. So Clunard Parish, Wexford, um, and have been there, yes, for 11 years, doing various forms of parish ministry and catechesis. And then about five or six years ago, a Dublin house began as well, originally at Harold's Cross, but now at the Newman University Church on Stevens Green, um, helping out with the Newman Center for Faith and Reason. Right? Yeah, and I think both communities are especially based in music ministry, I'd mm-hmm. say, more so originally. even in Wexford, because in Wexford we were just put in charge of a lot more things. Here we get to be a part of things, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of help in the local schools with sacramental prep and you know, kids just think it's cool when some young Americans come in. Exotic. Talking. <laughs> when we say things like awesome and <laughs> band-aid instead of plastic. <laughs> when Californians show up. Yeah. Like you know, I like I would tell them I know celebrities. I don't know any celebrities, but. So that's that's who we are. That's what, what we're doing. We're at the Newman Center for Faith and Reason right now, mm-hmm. recording in our uh, office. Um so, Catherine, do you want to talk about St. Bridget? I do, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I've been thinking about this. You can see about mm-hmm. 100 pages in front of me of research. <laughs> um, but I want to begin by giving a shout-out to my cousin Bridget, because it's close to Bridget. Do you guys know any Bridgets in your life you want to shout-out right now? Um, I, you know, second grade, Bridget Sleevey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Anyone met? Bridget no, I, or Bridget? I Bridget. Well, we have a parishioner named Bridget. Yeah, give her a shout-out. Yeah, you get one, Bridget Hirsch. Brigida from Brigitte, The yeah. Sound of Music. Yeah, give her a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The character. Shout out. <laughs> Anyone whose name shout starts with a B, you get a shout-out, okay? <laughs> Any Bridgets listening okay. at home? <laughs> anyway, so um, St. Bridget, who's the namesake of our program, Nave Bridge. is one of three patron saints of Ireland. Do you guys know who the other two are? St. Patrick. And St. Lawrence O'Toole. No. Okay. St. Brogan. That's his feast day today. According <laughs> to the Wikipedia page I looked at, it's St. Patrick oh. and Columba. Oh, my bad. Yeah. St. Yeah. Saint Columba? Yeah. Columba. Column Kill. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, you were close. My bad. Um, Lawrence O'Toole is Dublin, I think. She was born in 451, died in 525. Her feast day is the 1st of February, which marks the beginning of spring here. Very fun, very fun. That's right. But her father was a Leinster pagan chieftain, and her mother was actually his slave. So she was born into slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so there's many stories of her generosity as a child. Her mother was baptized by St. Patrick, is what some legends say. So 
Um, she received any Christian education from her mother. Um, but as a child, there's a story of her giving away her mother's entire store of butter. And then... <laughs> butter! Yeah, lots of butter. And then oh it was I'll just replenished. I don't know what, what it was used for. <laughs> I prefer yeah, bleeding, right. but yeah. Um, it was replenished after Bridget prayed. So mm. there's, there's just like a bunch of miracle stories like that. A lot of pastoral connections yeah. with her. Right. And when she was a child, when she was around 10 years old, she um, was told to go back to her father because that was her owner. And her father was like, okay, you're a little too generous with my stuff. So I'm going to sell you to the king of Leinster. Like in those words is what, yeah, crazy. Um, And so when he was going to talk to the king of Leinster about giving away his or selling his daughter, um, she was meanwhile on the street giving away one of his jeweled swords to a homeless person mm. so that he could feed his family. Yeah, we were looking at an icon earlier and she was stepping on a jeweled a sword. Jeweled sword. Mm. So there's that sword. And then her dad came back and was like, what the heck, Bridget? Like, why did you sell my sword? And the king was like, this girl is so generous. You should just free her. Yeah, the king was Christian, so he was obviously a little nicer. So then she was granted her freedom, so simply. Um, There's lots of stories about her praying away her beauty. She didn't want to be beautiful anymore because she didn't want to have to get married. She wanted Mm -hmm. to um, join a convent or start a convent. Mm -hmm. So one story said that her beauty was taken away during that time and then once she entered the convent her beauty <laughs> came back but i was take, take a hint <laughs> yeah we were talking about this earlier like who judged that her beauty came back <laughs> or went away i don't know so yeah. she wanted to start a convent um in kildare and mm-hmm. that which is just mm-hmm. west of dublin from where we are and she needed the land so she went to the king again and she was like can I have this land? And he was like, um, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and so, and nah. Quite. And then she said, Surprise. okay, can I just, I'll be, can, she was wearing a cloak. Kind of like I have this blanket wrapped around me right now <laughs> oh that no one can see. <laughs> but we're going to post, know. we're going to post images of the podcast <laughs> after <laughs> this. That's right. Um, behind the scenes. Yeah. So she had this cloak on and she mm-hmm. said, I'll be content mm-hmm. with whatever the mantle of my cloak shall cover right? shall cover mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. those exact words well, that's right <laughs> so she like spread mm-hmm. her cloak out and it just kept growing and growing and the king was like okay yeah you can have all that land that it covered <laughs> deal is a deal deal's a deal <laughs> crazy lady and um so she started her convent there under an oak tree so mm-hmm. Uh, Kildara or Kildare is it now is means Church of the Oak. So mm. she started mm. the church under sense. an oak, and that's about her. Let me see. Oh, here's a fun quiz show mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know where her most of her body is still in Ireland, but her skull is apparently somewhere else? Do you oh, know where that somewhere else is? That sounds familiar, mm. but Rome? Not in Rome. Hmm. It's very random. It's a Catholic country uh, in Europe. Poland? No. Italy? No. no. Lisbon, Portugal. Weird. Wow. I would not I don't have know how that. you verify that. Yeah. But at some point, it's traded. Do you know yeah. why it's there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, if anyone uh, listening knows, uh, 
you know. Tweet us at <laughs> you know. You know why your school's in Lisbon. Oh my god! It's funny that you um you talk about that story about the cloak because believe it or not, when we moved from uh, when the Dublin community moved from Harold's Cross to Dolphin's Barn, we actually had a similar encounter with the local parish priest, Father Fergal. He said, "You can have as much land as you can mow in twenty minutes." Um, <laughs> But in fact, like that ended up being only like one little yard, so we got this tiny little thing next to the church. But um, I've never heard that story before. <laughs> well, there's a reason the yard is so unkempt. It's pretty tough to get so through. Bad. Is that the mower why everyone t- throws trash in our yard? That's right. The mower took takes like ten minutes to get started, so he's already burned half your time. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit about Bridget. So her convent in Kildare um, was destroyed in the 12th century. Oh. I think, yeah, I think I'd heard about that. She was also known for keeping an eternal flame or something mm-hmm. of the sorts, wasn't she? No. Yeah, her her name, she's named after a pagan goddess mm-hmm. of fire. Okay, so she had repurposed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Fascinating. There it is. Fascinating. There's obviously more, but... <laughs> Those yeah. are the important details. That's the important part. <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. And so what is our association with Bridget then as the house of Bridget? That's a great question, Shane. <laughs> well, well, oh, I can tell you the Yeah, answer. okay. <laughs> I lived there last year. So in Wexford, where House of Bridget was started, where the first community was, in the parish there in the day chapel, there's a beautiful quilt of St. Bridget. It's mm, huge. Right. It covers most, most of the wall, really. And it has that image of... Bridget's cloak mm-hmm. covering the hillside. It was made by the parishioners, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, lots of parishioners down That's there huge. in Clonard. Um, and you kind of have to see it in person to really get it. But that is where the inspiration for House of Bridget came from. Steve Warner, um, one of our founders and our colleague now, he has a great devotion to St. Bridget. And yeah, I think she just doesn't get enough credit. Patrick gets all the credit. So why can't she have a thing named after her? Isn't that enough? Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Okay, so what is House of Bridget Dublin? Who are we? What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, Maddie's not equipped to answer this. She's only been here for so many days. But um, Catherine hinted before that we're slightly different than the Wexford community, which was founded more out of that spirit of doing um, liturgical music ministry. Uh, Here in Dublin, we still certainly do that. But as you mentioned, our colleague Steve takes a lot of the, um, I guess, like he sort of takes the lead on that and we support him in that endeavor. But in other ways, we do a lot of youth outreach through um, planning events that are relevant to young Catholics, typically people out just outside of college, up before they're married, so like mid-30s age, um, alongside a variety of events that would explore um, the Newman Center for Faith and Reasons, like, I guess, like, main mission, um, which is to offer, yeah, I guess, events that fit both of those aspects. Because weren't we talking about how for Newman there was sort of this um, harmony between the, the, the reason side of the faith, which is incredibly intellectual and deep and profound and philosophical, but then on the faith side as well, it's, it has to be interactive and something that you're delving deep into, whether it's through liturgies and sacramental things, or if it's through our service events and our um, our musical like yeah. like the service. And I think a lot of our service is being present and being around, mm, and it's hard to explain true. to people when they ask, oh, what are you doing there? It's like, oh, okay, I can list all these things that are going on and that we do and yeah I sing in a choir but so much of it is just being present and being yeah. uh, 
know, another friend to all the other young people around. Yeah, I'm so. happy you mentioned that. That's easy to forget that so much of our, our job here, our work here, is being that support network or community for people that want a place to go where they can talk about their faith and see people who are also engaged and inspired by it. Because mm-hmm. when you spend your whole time in the world that seems to be very ignorant of that or at least disregarding of it you're right just us being there every day at mass sitting at front and welcoming people is as people tell us is a sign of hope for them yeah so good point so like why why are we here why why ireland why couldn't house of bridget have started in the u.s why what specific needs does ireland have i think ireland has a long history of catholicism you know, in the States mm-hmm. especially, people take pride in being like, I'm an Irish Catholic, or I come from an Irish Catholic family. And Catholicism, Christianity, is just so deeply embedded in their culture and their society. I mean, most people get baptized and go through the sacraments and mm-hmm. have been to Mass, but there's a spark that's missing. There's like a relationship with Jesus. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a community aspect that's missing. So... um House of Bridget was started so that the spark could maybe come back, that flame. Yeah. And not to say that us coming here is going to solve everything, because oh, yeah. it definitely can't. Um, we're, we're, we're just one of many volunteers yeah. here in the country that are trying to do what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, despite that incredible history you mentioned, there also has been an incredible, what do you call it, movement away from that faith in the past hundred years, hasn't there? Um, people moving away from a faith of ritual and checklisting like their duties into a place where it's more of a choice. But because of that, what mass attendance has gone from 80% of the country down to like 20 mm-hmm. in the past hundred years or something along those lines. So um, there's definitely a need still for people to stand out there and say, this is something that needs to not be forgotten. Right. Yeah. And especially I was just in Wexford. So I have that in mind, but the, the, average age in Wexford is so mm, high mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's only a few young families and so when you think in like 20 years what will that church look like right I hope it's not empty and we don't want it to be empty we're helping keep a tradition alive thanks guys um yeah so this is like I like we said it's our inaugural podcast so it's going to be a little bit shorter than our upcoming podcast but one thing to get excited about is we're hoping to start a series on Cardinal Newman, who, Aww. as some of you might know, is being canonized in October. Uh, the House of Bridget will be attending the canonization uh, in Rome, and so we'll do a few interviews of some of the people here at the Newman Center. We're going to talk about uh, Newman's life, um, give history on him and history on this church, which was Cardinal Newman's church one, right one of the churches he worked in yes yes he, as he founded catholic university of ireland yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's something to get excited about um we have a few announcements for people who are listening who are in dublin or wexford or in the area um the mass times for the newman center for faith and reason uh, we have daily masses monday through fi- friday at 105 p.m and then our Sunday Masses are at 11 a.m. and 6.15 p.m. And to just plug some of House of Bridget Wexford's 
events, if you could call them that. There is <laughs> daily mass in Clenard in Wexford Town every day at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. in the day chapel. And oh, then on the weekends, there's a Saturday evening mass at 6 p.m. And then Sunday morning mass at 9, 10, and half 11. Mm-hmm. So hopefully if you're in the area, you could go stop by and say hi to House of Bridget down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we are on all... F- social media platforms at House of Bridget, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, so follow us. Bridget with a D. Yes, Bridget with a D. Um, and D, D as in diphtheria, you know. <laughs> it's a common <laughs> that's, that's mnemonic. A common, it's like <laughs> we always say it. It's like we always say. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for Papa John's uh, canonization. J J H N. It's Papa John because well, I've never gone to Papa John. That's a pizza. <laughs> Come to our office, and there's pictures of John Henry Newman everywhere, yeah. and they're like all different. They're all different times Sad. in his life, and I was like, it's like you have a your old grandfather that you really loved, and you just, just have pictures everywhere. of them everywhere, yeah. like yeah. Papa Newman. <laughs> So thanks for listening. Thank you all for for listening listening and keep an ear out for our next one. Yep. Thank you, Patty. It'll be coming out soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.